welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is The Lone Ranger for the NES. The Lone Ranger was developed and published by Konami in North America in August of 1991. And that's it. And that's it. <laughs> not, not released in Japan or in Europe. Oh. Because this uh, game is based on the very American property, The Lone Ranger. Mm-hmm. A very long-running radio and then TV show. Uh, the radio show started in 1943. Wow. It switched over to TV in 1949. And ran until 1957. It's a heck of a run. Where it reran until our childhood on <laughs> yeah. some stations. The Lone Ranger will not stop. The Lone Ranger also appeared in many comic books, uh, a few films, and uh, most recently in a film uh, released by Disney in 2013, uh, starring two actors that no one has any problems with. <laughs> uh, Johnny Depp and Army Hammer. Yeah. Because everyone thought, what a great idea to have Johnny Depp play a Native American man. I uh, in 2013. Weird... Did you ever see that film? I did not. Never saw it. I didn't either. Uh, Abby did. She said it was okay. She liked parts of it. I guess. I I, I think I have one of the Lego sets. Okay, that's as far as I got. <laughs> uh, now the story of the Lone Ranger uh, was pretty consistent through its entire run in all the different media, mm -hmm. and we might get to this a little more in the manual. But the basic version is that there was a group of Texas Rangers. Mm -hmm. uh, gunned down by uh, Butch Bartholomew Cavendish. <laughs> Only one of them survived. It was uh, the leader's little brother, and he was found by a Native American man named Tonto, which sadly means idiot in Spanish. I, I learned that as well. <laughs> uh, if you can't see, I'm tugging on my collar here. Uh, <laughs> luckily, in other languages, he's referred to as uh, Toro or Ponto, which makes, you know, is better. Sure, yeah. He nurses... The Reed, the one that survived, back to health, who then makes a domino mask out of his brother's, his dead brother's vest. Oh, they make okay. six graves so that they think all of the Rangers have been killed. And then uh, the Lone Ranger becomes that. John, John Reed is the Lone Ranger. He always wears his mask and he uh, fights crime across the, the Southwest with a strict moral code. That's right. He only shoots to disarm. You know, that was actually added a little later, but it's a thing I love about the Lone Ranger. Yeah. It, it makes him like the greatest shot in the world. It's hilarious. I I, <laughs> I feel like that was added to make it more kid friendly. Sure. Probably, you know, in the 50s or something, you know. Yeah. He's also famous for having his silver horse, hi-ho silver, the catchphrase as he jumps on it. Sure, sure. What is Tonto? Tonto has a horse as well. What's his, his horse? I don't remember. I know. I think Butch Cavendish has a special one, too, like a scout. Smoke. Or, or okay okay and uh maybe he does and then uh one other fun fact about the lone ranger that all uh, nerds like to spout out is that the son of the lone ranger's nephew is Britt reed aka the green hornet that's right what, what what a wild like was that part of the green hornet's origin or did they just yeah. one day be like so it was just okay wow 
I don't know why it's like that we are far off, but it's kind of like the Green Hornet was kind of made as like the other side of the coin. Yeah. Because everyone respects and loves the Lone Ranger. He's like a hero. Whereas yeah. the Green Hornet, everyone thinks is a villain and bad guy. Okay, sure, sure. So. Did you see the Green Hornet movie that came out? I actually like, did see that, yes. Ten years ago. Was it any good? I didn't see it. but It was okay. <laughs> right on. I As a kid, you know, Green Hornet was just like, is it the one with Bruce Lee? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what I wanted to see, you know? <laughs> I just, I wanted to see Bruce Lee. And then there was the, you know, the Green Hornet uh, crossover with Batman. Yeah, yeah. And that was like the greatest thing of all time. That's right, man. Uh, but this game, uh, not a lot about the makers of the game. I don't think it was their A-team since it was only made for the American market. And sure. I don't think it's ever been re-released on anything else. I don't know who, uh, I guess Disney may own the rights to them. Who knows? But they're not interested in re-releasing this game. That's for sure. Yeah, I I think on Wikipedia it claims Lone Ranger was still in syndication when this game came out, but I'm like, I if it was, I don't remember seeing it anywhere, you know. Well, like, if it was, it was black and white, and that meant I'm not watching it. <laughs> it's like at four in the morning or something, maybe. I don't know. The only black and white show that might get me was maybe Dennis the Menace or Andy Griffith. Oh, okay, okay. Other than that, no thank you. <laughs> Nick, what kind of game is Lone Ranger? Well, this is an interesting kind of multi-game play game where... That's, I think, officially what they call it, right? Yeah, multi-game type game. That's Multi-game play game. Multi-game play game. And this multi-game play game, uh, you, I think, could accurately compare it to Bayou Billy, where... Here you've got side-scrolling action platforming levels and Mm -hmm. mixed with first-person kind of gallery shooter levels and also top-down shooting levels. Yeah, but unlike Bayou Billy, these are all done very well. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And let's talk about those individually because the majority of the game will be in the side-scrolling. Yeah, yeah. And when you are side-scrolling, you can, of course, jump. Yeah, not, not a bad jump. Coming back and playing it, I was struck by these similarities i never picked up on before to castlevania and the way you oh handle. i was just gonna say very castlevania-esque the the jump you do get a little more wiggle room than you do with simon belmont but not much like you're not changing your direction you can shorten it a little bit but that's about it correct uh and you can shoot but shooting isn't your only uh, means of interacting with the world that's right you can punch yeah, and early on, you punch a lot. I mean, if you're me. Save that money, huh? <laughs> yeah, because you do have ammo. So your gun uh, takes ammo. Uh, there are two forms of ammo you can use in the game, and you buy it. There is your regular bullets and your silver bullets. Yeah. Silver bullets are stronger. Maybe twice as strong? Uh, it seems to be about that way. And silver bullets will also pass through enemies. They will Which not be stopped. the most important part of it. Yeah. They also cost twice as much as uh, normal bullets. Yeah. Uh, the fists are actually pretty good for close range combat. Yeah, they're, I mean, quick, they're responsive, quick, they're free. So that's their, their biggest draw kind of. And, you know, we should mention too, that with your bullets, you have to reload. You do have a, like a six shooter chamber down there. So you can hold six shots at a time and your next shot will cause it to reload, which I think is actually pretty cool. I love it, even though I ran afoul of it many times, but <laughs> yeah, agreed, but I think it's a really cool mechanic to add to this, you know, old old timey Western shooting game. 
Yeah, absolutely. And credit to the game. Almost all of the bad guys have to stop and reload after six shots or so as well. So it's kind of cool. Yeah, Dirty Harry would be so proud. (laughs) Now, uh, in addition to punching the heck out of people, which, by the way, uh, most enemies do take more than one hit from the punch. That's its main downside. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, You also have TNT, Dynamite. That's right. You can throw it in either the the side-scrolling or the overhead levels. You can't use it in the first-person shooting. No. And uh, you have to buy that as well. Yeah. Functions like the grenade, but you want to be careful because enemies can pick it up and throw it back at you. So (laughs) I didn't use it very much. I only did it a few couple points at the very end. Now, we did tell you there are upgrades to the gun as well as just different bullets, and those are also bought in towns. Mm Mm-hmm. And you start with a revolver. I think they're all revolvers. Uh, what yeah. is the differentiator? They call it like a short nose. They call or... them short barreled, medium barreled, and long barreled. Although, okay, that's what it was. I don't know how much sense that makes for a pistol, but it's really about the range of the bullets that you get. Yes, and it makes your standard bullets better each time. You can imagine the range goes up with medium and long. Mm-hmm. Now, you also have life. You have like a life meter. Yeah, what do you got? 10 bars on that bad boy? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which is uh, kind of tricky. You want to, it's not as generous as it might sound because, you know, if you make contact with an enemy or get hit by one of their punches or some sort of the melee weapon, it will take one bar of life. But any bullets will generally take two. And, you know, TNT or other things, that's even more damage. Definitely. Uh, but you can refill that health by finding hearts. Yeah, some enemies will drop hearts. They're generally wearing blue. It's kind of weird. And there's only a few. I don't know. Not as it's not a random drop from most enemies, you know. So when you when you see those precious blue fellas, you want to shoot them down straight away. Right. A lot of other enemies will drop the other one, the other item, which is the money. That's right. You get anywhere from like five to fifteen dollars per enemy generally. Yeah. And do the prices of things change per town? No, I, I I don't think so. I think they're all the same. Okay, that's good. Yeah. And those prices are $10 for standard bullets. I don't remember how many they give you. Oh, it's they all come in, in six. Sets of six? Okay. It's like you your ammo is basically in groups of six. Like you'll get, it'll say, you'll, you'll have like 10 where it'll say, you know, standard bullets or whatever and that's actually 60 bullets like each each that's right unit of ammo is a full load in your revolver uh, silver bullets are $20 TNT is $30 guns are much more expensive the medium barreled gun is $200 and the long barreled gun is $400 and oddly enough you can also buy the worst the like degrades if you want <laughs> and go back down to a short barrel gun for $100. I Okay, and I wanted to ask you about this because it's something that I saw in more than one playthrough I checked out where they start off and you have $100 and you go buy that first gun. And I was like, but don't you start with the gun? Like, I started with the gun. I never bought that original gun. I, I, and I, I thought I remembered it. I think even Nintendo Power tells you to do it where I was like, am I playing some weird hack ROM or something? I, I don't know. I, well, full disclosure, I mainly played this game a few months ago, so <laughs> I don't remember how I started. But I do know that I farmed money right away to get as much bullets as I could. Okay, sure, sure. Uh, because once you go into the towns, it is now an overhead uh, view. Yeah. Third person, kind of. Uh, you still can use your punches, your guns, the exact same way. Yes. But now you can shoot in 
eight direction. That's right. And you have to watch out because here's the rule of towns in the old West is that women will talk to you and generally tell you nothing useful. And all of the men are trying to kill you. So you want to just like real life. You want to shoot every man you come across in this game, Mm -hmm. not to disarm, mind you. You are a a masked mass murderer. And in the towns, there are a few types of buildings you can visit. There are just like random houses or shop shopkeeps that sometimes give you tips or just, I don't know, tell you about things in the town. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there is, I think, one of the most important, the doctor. Oh, absolutely. Who will heal you for money. That's right. $50. Yes. $50 to make you holler. Because, <laughs> you know, Old West medicine was rough. Oh, sure. Yeah. What does he just give you a shot of whiskey or something? Like, walk it off. <laughs> yeah. It'll be $50. $50. And then you have uh, the gunsmith. Yeah, which is where you'll get your ammunition and new guns. Mm-hmm. And different towns have, like, there's a certain break in the game where you get the new guns at new towns. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if you're real lucky, there might be another type of uh, place you can get to. The oh, poker yes. hall. That's right, where you can play five-card draw poker. Mm-hmm. And... It is a decent way of making more money. Yeah, it's it's pretty easy. I, I was wondering how much you played with this because I did notice like at first I felt like I was winning everything and I kept, you know, I, I was making money. But then towards the end, it felt like the computer was scaling up the difficulty or maybe it was just truly random. I don't know. I also played it more in the beginning, but I didn't play it much towards the end because I just had so much money that it didn't. I didn't need to. Well, I, I mean, in like one run, like I would just keep one time oh. I was trying to make like $200 or something and you can only bet up to $10 at times. Yeah. So after um, a certain point, it seemed like it was, you know, I was cheating. I was safe stating before every hmm. round to make sure I won my money. But uh, it I was also cheating with the rewind feature. So uh, there you go. Yeah. So it's <laughs> but I, I really like I feel like the first eight to 10 hands, I was just I just won anyways. And then after that, it was really it. it I noticed a marked increase in my losing. So I'll, I'll agree with you to make you feel better. Say that they okay. definitely got harder. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> there's also a, there's like the shooting range you can go to. It's only in a couple towns where you shoot the bottles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's you know, it's OK. But what do you get like a little money reward? Yeah, you, you get it's more money, but it's like it costs you. I'm trying to think if it costs you like twenty dollars or fifty dollars. It costs you a certain amount of money to enter. And then you get, I think, five or ten dollars for each bottle you you that you can break before it hits the ground. So you can make money if you're a good shot. But I wasn't a good enough shot to make enough money to make it worthwhile. Lord knows I wasn't. So I I, I stuck. I stayed away from there. Mm-hmm. And every time you enter and uh, you leave and re-enter a town, all of the enemies return. Yes. So that is an easy way to farm money uh, that way. Yeah, I found myself doing that more than the the poker game myself. It's definitely a little more fun. And it's like, well, you know where the enemies are. So I just like going around with my fists and just beating them up. Sure. Fisticuffs. That's right. They turn the corner and smack. Say hello to (laughs) Mr. Fist. There you go. (laughs) Now, a lot of times uh, the people in the town will tell you where to go or what you need to do, you know, in the next set of areas, because in between the towns and the third person levels, there is a map you're on. Yeah, it's a, a bit of a, I guess. Mario 3, Super Mario World style over where you're not really doing much on the map itself. You're just moving between scenes. Correct. Uh, And sometimes those scenes end in a first person 
uh, style level, series of level. Yeah, sometimes it'll be like you're in a cave or sometimes it'll be you're on your horse. It's like a horseback shootout with, with bandits all around you. It's, it's pretty cool. Yes, I prefer those ones because the caves can be a little confusing. Absolutely, they can. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I got towards the end when they get really big, I got a little lost in one of them. Oh, I can I can see that. What separates this from a lot of other shooting games is that you're not just facing one direction and then kind of scrolling along it. You're you you can face four directions. You can turn to your left, right, or behind. You have a little kind of like a radar. It's a, it's a little square in the bottom of your screen that is mm-hmm. divided into four quadrants. Each yeah, one it's got facing. An X. It's a it's a square with an X in it. Yeah, so you got to keep your eye on that, and when you know the one to the left starts blinking, you gotta you pr- you hold your A button and press left or right to turn. That was the first time I had to consult the manual. It was it's it's a little weird, but I, I think it adds a lot to the classic gallery shooting kind of stuff. It's yeah, kind of fun. I, I agree. I think it really elevates it. And when you're in this uh, first person mode, you can, like we said, move. You can rotate left and right. 360 you know the four color directions but you can also move forward and backwards oh uh, yeah i never really messed with that i didn't think about that so like there's a you see a hallway you press forward on it you will keep going forward down that hallway yeah yeah um and then if you see a a door to the right then you turn to the right and then you press forward again and you'll be moving through that door along sure sure okay but can can you move during the fights though once you get attacked uh i never tried that i didn't even think about it oh wow I think um, I do know that as the game goes on, they start coming fast and furious because they pop out from the sides of the screen. The enemies mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes jumping, sometimes just leaning out, sometimes running out, you know, and depending on what kind of enemy they are, you have a very limited time to react and shoot them. Yeah, they'll either shoot you or there are a few that throw knives or dynamite sticks at you that you mm-hmm. have to shoot out of the air before you take damage. Uh, you have a little uh, cursor receptacle of your gun sights, and you move that around with the D-pad. Mm-hmm. Unless you're playing on the original cartridge and a CRT screen. That's right. It's Zapper compatible. It is a Zapper compatible game. And I was a little bummed I did not get to play this with the Zapper. I would like to do that in the future. I would, too, because this was a game, maybe the very one, where I, I was like, I prefer the controller. It's more accurate and after playing it this time, I was like, I really wish I had that zapper because the the amount of time it would have saved me in some of these, the, you know, the, these were some of the harder parts of the game for me anyways. Uh, yeah. Well, once I'm in my uh, new place and I have my big monster CRT hooked up, we'll have to revisit this one. I did briefly try at least the emulator I use on uh, uh, Nestopia. Mm-hmm. It'll let you use your mouse for the zapper. Okay. I tried it a little bit, but I was so bad. I was even worse than with the controller. I may be getting used to it. <laughs> it's, it's really weird to play like a first-person shooting scenario where your mouse is moving not the screen, but the right. actual reticule, you know, that goes against my admittedly old reflexes from first-person shooters. So, uh, yeah, I, I stuck with the controller. And when you're in this mode, like we said earlier, you cannot use your dynamite, but the gun works the exact same. I don't think you can punch in this mode either. Uh, Correct. Although one thing that's nice about these levels is that there are kind of random drops or certain enemy. You can find hearts and ammo and money. Yeah. That way you're not going to be totally out of luck. Yeah. You run out of bullets. That's bad news. (laughs) Uh, And then the end of most levels do have a boss as well. Yeah. And for the most part, they're, they're not too tough. However, I thought you'd appreciate this. All of these bosses are the same size as you. I did really appreciate it. 
all, all the enemies are all to scale. It's a it's just how it should be in the Wild West, which is unusual for Konami. That's true. That's true. Uh, now, when your life meter is fully depleted and you die, there are no lives per se in this game. Yeah, you do have infinite continues, but every time you die, you are starting the entire level over. Yes. Uh, and it's pretty hard <laughs> yeah so you must be wary of that you do get a password feature after every level however so you can always come back and pick it up again mm-hmm. well nick this is konami and uh as longtime listeners know, we are usually great fans of their manuals. Is this a pun-filled menagerie of artwork and jokes like many of their other ones? Uh, kind of. It's it's definitely a good manual. It mm-hmm. comes in at 19 pages, black and white. Has quite a few screenshots as well as character and item art. Yes, I did look at this. And uh, one side note is, I don't know if there is a decent scan of this anywhere on the internet, but I could not find one. They're pretty rough. The one I was looking at is kind of uh, pixelated. <laughs> but I do I do want to give a shout out to, I'm not sure if it's the cover of the game, but the cover of this manual has a great painting of the, you got the Lone Ranger and Tonto, a train. There's like all these like shootouts kind of, it, it, it looks really good and accurate. So yeah, it's quite a collage. The train is on a track on a bridge that's about to explode. Yeah, that's a bad train to be on. It is. And there is a pretty good artwork throughout. My favorite yeah. is being the the drawn map of the world. Yeah, they give you a, a, a map, a drawn map of the game graphics, which I am always fascinated by, you know, which, of course, these and it uses real real town names, you know, Abilene and all these places oh, out in the in the southwest. So that's right. My, one of my hometowns is, is is in here. We'll talk about it when we get there. Sure. Yeah, I was very excited to get there. Um, spend some time in the the story, which I read and was kind of disappointed that there aren't a bunch of puns. Um, no, they're, they're not really punning it up too much here, but you do get some kind of goofy, I guess, segment titles or, you know, where it's you mean the next best thing to a stagecoach when they're talking about stages. Yeah. Or get ready yeah. to saddle up. The story is actually weird because this claims that you know, you're John Reed, but Dan Reed is not your brother, but your father. Oh, interesting switch up. Yeah, it's, not but brother. I'm pretty sure the game says brother. <laughs> I think it's just okay. the manual. <laughs> so someone you know. didn't do their homework. Mm, but, you know, it goes through your all your controls and such and, you know, kind of introduces you to the three different like game styles of it. You know, oh, I think you forgot the most important part of this one where you're not out for revenge in this one. You have a different mission. Oh, that's true, because, you know, Butch Cavendish, in addition to killing your brother slash father, he, and many other things, as we'll find, has kidnapped the president. That's right. Are you a good enough dude to rescue him? <laughs> do they ever say the name of the president in this? They do not. Okay, because they I always really, say the president. Yeah, and I couldn't find, I was really trying to find what year this takes place. Yeah. But to find out the name of the actual president but i I couldn't i i have no idea if this is pre or post civil war or what listeners let us know if you have any background yeah we want to know which president we saved whether we should be happy or not (laughs) yeah i and you know you do have a brief i guess enemy section but they name some guys uh as well as the narap narapmino narapmino indians i looked up that name and it seems to be fake i was gonna say i'm not 
I'm, I'm, I'm not a scholar of Native American um, culture, but I am not familiar with that name at all. I, I'm not either, and it doesn't even, I mean, again, from an uneducated standpoint, it doesn't even sound like a, a Native American name, so I don't know. No. Maybe that is like their little in-joke about how Native Americans were always played by Italian men. May, yeah, I was, <laughs> I don't know. Not a pimo. Hey. Hey. We're Native American over here. <laughs> hey, we're ghost dancing. And uh, my my one of my favorite warnings was at the back of this manual as well, which is warning: do not use with front or rear projection TV. Yeah, uh, well, yeah it always made me feel better. It was screen burn. Yeah, yeah, they were notorious for screen burn, which I was like, God. you might have a giant TV, but you can't put your Nintendo on it. Like they yeah. actually like like that ever stopped any rich sure, playing, yeah. playing their Nintendo. On. <laughs> Well, Nick, what is your personal history with the Lone Ranger, the property, and Lone Ranger, the NES game? Well, um, I was always been familiar with the Lone Ranger, and I know we've talked off mic about this in the past, where I have vague memories of mo- mostly of action figures for mm. the Lone Ranger and Zorro, and we've connected some dots since then, where there was the Lone Ranger Tonto Tarzan ad- Adventure Hour, I guess. Yeah, doomed to fail from the start. And this was in the early 80s, which again was kind of strange. Uh, well, it was I, all of the the people in power of making those decisions had grown up with these properties. Yeah. And they just assumed that their children, children of our age, would also be into these things, which we were not. Correct. I, uh, I, I never had any of them. I don't remember ever watching the show, although I did catch a couple episodes of The Lone Ranger. It's pretty rough. I watched an episode where it's basically kind of like an episode of scooby-doo where the lone ranger comes to a mining or no a a railroad camp Mm -hmm. and all of the (laughs) thoughtfully rendered chinese workers (laughs) are uh working on the railroad but every night this weird dragon comes and scares them and Mm. quickly they find out this dragon is actually some sort of train that's been made to look like a glow-in-the-dark dragon with glowing paint which i don't know if they had back then and it's if all they did by, it, it surely killed people <laughs> it was by an evil competitor you know this was about the race to connect the transcontinental railroad okay so the opposing team that was trying to win hired this guy to stop them hmm. lone ranger comes and sorts it out and the, the happy chinese workers thank him so they <laughs> can sure. continue working on the railroad which they love to do what does it say jolly it says <clears throat> I do hereby appoint Lu Xing as the new supervisor of the Western Region. Signed, Vice President, Ohio Railway Corporation. I am one of the first Chinese ever to reach this honored position. Congratulations, Lu Xing. A hundred years from now, when Americans ride across their country, they'll remember the great contribution the Chinese people made to the building of the Transcontinental Railroad. Uh, yeah. Now for me, and I think you, the Lone Ranger was like a, a cultural presence and sure. you know, the phrase high ho silver away mm-hmm. was in tons of cartoons. Sure. Yeah. It yeah. was always used as like a punchline when anyone got on a horse or I think it's in some Looney Tunes shorts as well. Sure. Sure. And, uh, not that I was ever forced to watch it, but my mom 
she loved westerns as a kid so i think she watched you know reruns of this she loved the rifleman gunsmoke uh, sure roy rogers or she loved roy rogers howdy doody oh okay okay huge howdy doody fan so you know he was kept in good regard in our household but i luckily was not you know forced to watch any of this um you know sadly i think with the uh availability of transforming laser shooting robots <laughs> cat men from outer space that had you know transforming swords uh the yeah. many exploding vehicles of gi joe none of these older properties could really hold our attention compared to no. the excitement that was given to us in the early 80s i don't know a man who only shoots to disarm is pretty high on a list of cool stuff <laughs> well technically i feel like the gi joe only shot to disarm yeah you know? well, but maybe at least yeah. that it was accompanied by an, an, a cool explosion and a parachute but uh, did you see that there was a 1981 movie, The Legend of the Lone Ranger? No. Who starred uh, in this movie? Uh, I, it's some actor who, I don't remember his name, but Siskel and Ebert were not kind in their uh, reviews of him. But I did see that Butch Cavendish was played by Christopher Lloyd. Oh, well, I'm slightly interested in that. Yeah, by all accounts, it's a bad movie and was a huge flop. So <laughs> I, I, I thought maybe that kind of piqued my oh. interest. I do know that I love that guy's name. Uh, the Lone Ranger is played by Kilton Spillsbury. <laughs> I'm sorry, Clinton. Clinton Spillsbury. Ooh. Oops, all Spillsberries. Yeah, and obviously he did not go on to bigger and better things. I Yeah, it, it was pretty rough <laughs> from what I heard. I just read a, the reviews from Cisco Lieber, but it was, I don't know. I, I thought maybe that would kind of have been what spurred the networks to be like hey let's bring back these old cheap cartoons and i just think every few years like it was like tarzan yeah like they kept trying to bring tarzan back because old people were like i love tarzan when i was a kid and sure our generation was like we don't care about tarzan stop trying to bring him back leave us yeah and i'm sure these licenses weren't that you know i don't yeah. know how expensive well tarzan i'm sure it was probably free at that point yeah the yeah. low ranger someone actually owned so you know but uh, yeah there wasn't like I'm sure that the studios weren't knocking down doors to try to get that Lone Ranger <laughs> license. Yeah. But you did play this game when you were a kid. I did. This this was a pretty, I don't want to say frequent, but it was rented more than once. You know, you did have passwords. Me and my friend Chad would play it. Uh, we never beat it. But this was the game that taught me how to play poker. We would spend, many other games would have these like, hey, you can make money by doing this non-dangerous you know thing and in game and we i was frequently a sucker for that feeling like i was getting away with like free money but so we spent a lot more time doing that and that was what taught us the different poker hands and oddly enough a, a different kind of video game taught me how to play poker on uh the commodore 64 oh yeah was that a strip poker game <laughs> it was and some scantily oh. clad uh eight bit ladies <laughs> the dream man uh yes uh but no um yeah I, I did not play this game because I was like, eh, I don't really care about the Lone Ranger. And, you know, at this point, I was like, mm, licensed games, even if though it's a Konami, I'm, I'm scared. Sure. Yeah, I I had I'm sure I saw this in Nintendo Power. It was in it had a pretty good cover. I'll say a glowing uh, review, I'm sure. Yeah. And uh, so I, I knew I was like, well, it looks all right. It reminded me of Contra kind. I thought it would be more like that as a shooter, but it's not but not in a horrible way no not at all well 
Well, Nick, what was your more recent experience with The Lone Ranger? I was proud to finally cross this one off the list. I'd never gone back and beaten it, and I finally did. I cheated. As did I. I cheated, but you know, I don't feel like I cheated in a way that I couldn't recreate with a little more time and patience. Yeah, it's definitely like more more so towards the end of the game where I'm, you know, I just didn't feel like going through, you know, if you die and have to start the whole level over some it's just like, ugh, I got to go through all these scenes again and I mm-hmm. just did them and Especially I don't Especially in some of those first person Absolutely. Uh, levels. That's that was really the hard part for me. The, yeah, the the hardest part about it was the the first person levels and it was was less beating them because I could always get through them, but then it, I would just not have enough life to make it through the next scene because you don't always get a chance to go back to your town and heal up in between action. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I played this, I want to say four or five times before I got through it all. Yeah, I definitely, I did about one or two missions per day. Some of them are shorter, but yeah, mm-hmm. I would, at least five. Or the first, the early ones, you can bang out a couple, you know, and it's hit play, play through or sit down. Uh, but then once you get towards the last part, half the game, you know, those are all lots of towns you're visiting You're you know, figuring out where to go, what to do. And they, the levels take a lot longer. Absolutely. Well, normally you'd find us here in the general chat portion of our show, but we're going to save that for part two. Oh, yeah. So let's get into the level by level portion of our show. And this game does start with a nice little intro uh, story. Yeah, it gives you the back. Well, hold on. It also starts with something that is one of the best pieces of video game music ever. The, the Lone Ranger theme, the William 12 overture in some 8-bit glory. I love it. I love it so much. I, I used to, This is a game that I would rent and then just let the music play while I was doing other stuff, trying to score battles to it and stuff with action figures. I, I really love it. I'm sure the listeners have heard it at least once by now, but I oh, just yeah. want a special shout out. I, I, I really, really like it. And then there's a animated scene of the ranger on silver galloping through the desert, shooting away, and it looks really good. Yeah, there are several... Uh, I don't want to say cutscenes, but like interstitials or they're not animated usually, but they look great. And then at the end of that, you get the classic hi-ho silver pose, the horse rearing up on its hind legs. I'm sure the horses in the TV show loved it. And uh, <laughs> it looks awesome, though. I mean, this is what a way to start the game. And then when the Lone Ranger title screen comes up, a bullet passes through the the. It looks cool. It is so cool. And just to give you that one tiny extra, your cursor to select starter password is a gun. Yeah. You know how you're going to solve your problems here. And you don't just select start. You shoot through it. (laughs) (laughs) It's great. Uh, You get to choose if you're going to use the zapper or the controller. One day I'll get to use that zapper. Uh, You get a text crawl that explains the story for you. Yeah. Which, you know, is pretty simple. You know, Uh, one thing I did want to point out is that every time it talks about a character it says his name is the lone ranger whose name is <laughs> butch cavendish his name is his i was like okay uh who wrote this some of the little texts are kind of confusingly worded there's some later ones where i was like wait is like with clara i don't know we'll get there but that one i remember being like what is happening <laughs> and if we didn't make it clear earlier the lone ranger his right hand man tonto in the shows and the whatever he's like always with him Mm -hmm. you know or you know helping him whatever and in this game he kind of is more of a tells you what's going on and what to do 
Yeah, yeah. He, and you don't. He doesn't ride alongside you or anything. Frequently uses the phrase "kimosabi," which certainly was still around when I was a kid. Yes. And the game starts with uh, Tonto telling you that you need to find a horse. Your legendary white horse was seen in Tucson. So yeah, you're on your little kind of map screen, and there's a road heading straight ahead to a town, and that town is the one and only Tucson. Tucson, Arizona. And right away, you find a station, a train station, where you can get a ticket. We didn't mention this, but there are train stations. Sometimes that's the only way to get to other areas. And uh, you can buy a ticket to Carson City if you want. Yeah, which is bizarre. I don't know. There, There are some required ones later, but here, you know, especially when you look at the map, it's just a little map with three towns and two of them have a railroad between them. And I guess it's a shortcut if you want. Uh, There is a gun shop and a doctor, Uh, some useless ladies. One of them tells you, I have no idea. Yeah, almost all of the the people outside of towns give you nothing for, uh, you know, advice or something. There's frequently, as in this case, really what you're doing is going around this town. Well, half the people in the buildings also give you no advice that's useful. Like one of the guys says... There is someone in this town who has a reliable tip. Yeah, it's it's kind of frustrating because a lot of times you're just looking for here. There's one person who says, what the, I saw a white horse uh, to the south over the river. And that, you know, it's, it's an event trigger or whatever. That's what typically is happening. Right. So, you know, this, use this time wisely to murder as many people as you can. Mm-hmm. And... Start loading up on bullets. That's right. You're going to need a ton uh, (laughs) if you can get them. Well, early on, I don't think you do. I think you can really get by with just those left and right hooks if you really want. I Man, I always went with the guns, personally speaking. But if you just run up on guys, they don't have time and you can just punch them to death. I got you, man. And it's pretty satisfying. But yes, you're going to want to head south across the river and you see your horse. But you can't cross the river because the bridge has been pulled up. Yeah, there's a little building there. And basically, you go inside and a man tells you you need a letter from the sheriff of Dodge City. Dodge City. Or Bagu. Yeah. yeah. Uh, He pulled it up to keep outlaws from crossing. And one thing I sarcastically say I love about this game is that when you talk to people, they'll all start by saying, Hello, mister. Do you want to hear what I have to say? Yeah. And then you have to say yes, and then they just give you this, like, who is this step for? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Um, I also do like that it does look like there's horse poop all over the the ground in the towns. That's true, yeah. I I assume there were rocks, but now that you say it, it does look strikingly like a poop emoji. (laughs) Some people see rocks, some people see poop. What can I say? (laughs) Just don't eat Uh, either of them. Get to Carson City. It's the I mean, Dodge City. It's the only other city you can go to at this point, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, another gun shop, another doctor. Same things in the other town. No new weapons. The sheriff will tell you that he'll give you the letter, but you have to go find some outlaws uh, in the yeah. West Craggy Mountain. And what will happen frequently is when you get a mission or a quest, then when you go to the map, you'll see a little kind of blinking badge icon to let you know where you need to go to um however in between where we are and the west craggy mountain the craggy mountain indeed there are a couple kind of bandits that are are outlaws that are roaming around on these streets so zelda 2 style yeah if you run into one you will go into an overhead battle scene Mm -hmm. and here uh, there are two there's like the desert scene where you're out with some cacti and bushes and a canyon scene where you're in some mountains and you don't actually have to engage with anyone in those scenes. You just have to get to the other end of it. That's right. In fact, in the desert scene, if you walk, you know, if you don't need the money, you can walk all the way to the left and straight down and none of them will hit you. So right. I always go for those and 
try to avoid them because the canyons a little, I mean, they're not super hard, but it's just about saving life, you know? So uh, in the craggy mountain, which is actually a giant mesa, not a, not a mountain. That's true. Yeah. You enter it and you are in your uh, first side scrolling level. That's right. And it's not the, the platforming in this game is typically not too horrible because they don't ask a ton of you. And while there are some screens with pit deaths, I don't think there's any here, and they're frequently more you'll fall and then have to redo a section of the level. And while Nikki is trigger happy, wanting you to shoot every man you see, especially the guys on the floor you're on, you can just run up to and punch, save yourself some bullets. Because you've got, like, they are really slow to draw their guns. Sure, yeah. Uh, the only harder part of this level is the, the guys that throw barrels at you, Donkey Kong style. Yeah, they're kind of tricky to hit because they don't, they can throw it at different kind of angles that can throw you off and you want to, you know, you're trying to shoot them from either below or whatever, but your range isn't very high right now. So you actually kind of, they're best to kind of avoid and get them from the side if you can get up there. Mm-hmm. And you can shoot at an angle too uh, in, the, in these levels. That's right, man. Full, like, I don't think you can shoot down, but you can shoot the other seven directions. Mm-hmm. And you make your way into the mountain where you find your first boss, the pink guy. That's right. It's a, a fellow, a pink fellow with a gun and a hat. <laughs> and he just stands there and shoots at you. He can shoot either standing or, or crouching. And it's really just a game of jumping over his bullets and shooting him when you land. Or you can just bum rush him and punch him and stun lock him. He can never shoot you. And oh. you can just punch him to death. Wow, really? Street fighting your way through the West. That's right. Uh, all right, all right. <laughs> you know, most guys, when they pull a gun, they don't expect you to just run up and punch them. Yeah. <laughs> So they say never bring a fist to a gunfight, but don't sometimes bring a, don't bring a gun to a fist fight, man. <laughs> Either way, once you uh, dispatch of this outlaw, uh, you don't really get anything. It just kicks you out of the level. That's right. And then you're off to back to Dodge City to talk to the sheriff. Mm-hmm. Murder some men on your way to see the sheriff. And he will uh, ask you, do you want to hear what I have to say? <laughs> <laughs> if you do, press yes. He said, thanks, masked man. Uh, let me give you this war- reward. Now, that was a thing about uh, the Lone Ranger. People would say, who was that masked man? Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that was also in a few Looney Tunes shorts. Absolutely. It had to be. And many other cartoons. <laughs> Otherwise, that phrase would not be in my mind. You take the letter to the bridge keeper. Yeah, whatever his, his job is. Yeah. And he lowers the bridge for you. Yeah. And once... you're reunited with your horse. Yeah, and that's that's it for mission one. Uh, now his journey will begin. That's what it says. Yeah, yeah, and and in between each level, you do get a neat little scene of you know the the horse reared up and his legs kicking. You're riding it, and it plays a little bit of the the theme. Kimo, uh, Tonto pops in and says, "Kimasabi, I'll teach you a password." Uh, you'll, that's going to be a common uh, occurrence between levels. Sure, sure. And you know what's interesting is that you don't go or have to go at all to that Carson City. It's just another town that's up there. Kind of like guess you're right. <laughs> I don't know what you would want to do there. Take your train there or what? But so in the next area, uh, Tonto Exposition uh, Master tells you that there is a, a Spanish treasure from a long time ago hidden in this area. Yes, and then a tastefully dressed fellow in a poncho and sombrero will meet you on the road and tell you that the treasures they want to find it. They belong to the people of the village, and there's a plate which. I, I guess has the map on it that's broken into three pieces. And the outlaws have already gone to go find it so the pieces of it. Yeah, I think I think he's got one and we gotta find two more. But yeah. either way, you, you can go into the town, which 
is full of ladies and villains, but it's pretty cool because it looks like uh, it's like Pueblos or. Yeah, the, not the right color, but this, these are Adobe style. Uh, yeah. Houses and buildings. So the uh, A plus for effort. D minus that all the guys in the town that try to shoot you are wearing ponchos. Yep. Yep. Uh, that's that's now low effort. <laughs> you go to find the mayor and uh, he gives you a little more background on these treasures, the plates and sends you off to another mountain. That's right. So when you leave this town, you'll see what are they? This is like the West Craggy Mountain or something. <laughs> yeah, really, uh, w- really well named uh, mountain. Now this, uh, th- we'll go into a cave, which will have our first first person shooting scene. Yeah, and you got some knife throwers in here. You got some guys with guns that'll pop out. And this one's not too confusing because most of the turns into dead ends, so you know you're like not on the wrong path. Mm-hmm. A lot of these maps have this deal where it'll be a passage and then a bunch of left and right kind of short, <laughs> short little passages that make it seem a lot bigger and more complicated than it is. But with this one, you definitely just want to you come to that first split and you want to head right. Yeah. And then and just then, follow that path and kill a bunch of bunch of people <laughs> towards the end of this area. You do encounter your first dynamite throwers. And the knife throwers and dynamite throwers, actually, I like them the most because you have a lot of time. You know the timing of when to get rid of their projectile. Absolutely. And it's the guys with guns that are harder because it's like you don't know when they're going to draw. So it's like, do I go for them first? Do I? Yeah. And you want to keep in mind that it's like if, if you had to turn to get them, you don't know how long they were sitting there. How much time do you have to get your crosshairs down there? And one big thing we did not mention in this area is that. While they do drop ammo, guns, and hearts, you don't just automatically get them. No, you got to shoot them to pick them up. You have to shoot them to pick them up. And for the most part, it's fairly easy because they are where you shot. They, yeah. They're at the guy. But that does take an extra beat of time and an extra bullet. Yep. And, you know, this is especially the scenes where I am constantly reloading when I forgot, you know, like <laughs> I, yes. I run out of bullets and then go to pick up that heart and it's like click. And I'm like, oh, no, I don't have time to shoot the guy before he hits me now because I was reloading. You want to try to keep as close an eye on that as you can. I will frequently waste a bullet or two just to reload before a scene sometimes to have the full revolver. But once you slaughter, I don't know, 30 or 40 young men, then you can find the plate at the end of the dungeon. <laughs> Yeah. Now, when you do want to reload, if you even if you do have to waste a bullet, just think back to your days of Area Fifty One and those games, and kind of your offload, off-screen reloads. It's that yeah, kind of. yeah. But yeah, you find the plate, you leave. Whenever you find the item or the kill the boss in these ones levels, they just shunt you right back out to the map. Yeah, which is very kind. I, I appreciate that. You can return to the town, or you could just go to the only other area nearby to the left, which is a mountain. Another craggy mountain. And uh, this mountain, I think we have one new enemy here, um, a long rifleman. Oh, sure. The blue guy. Otherwise, everyone else is pretty much the same. Oh, and this is the first area that has uh, dynamite throwing enemies as well. Yeah, did you ever try throwing it back? I did, and then I also was like, this is not worth it. I I never even tried it. I didn't think about it. It wasn't until I saw enemies doing it to me that I remembered. I was like, oh, yeah, you but that was much later, so. I, it's just easier to shoot them. Those uh those dynamite throwers, too, are usually dressed in light blue, and they're, so they are the fellows who will drop a heart. Mm-hmm. Now, at the very end of this area, you have a new enemy. I think according to the manual... Uh, this would be a member of Joaquin Fingers' gang. Oh, you want to watch out for him, man. Yes, uh, he is a knife thrower, and he throws a lot of knives. 
He's not that tough of a boss because when you shoot, he will jump. So you can kind of trick him and basically keep him on the defensive the whole time by like shooting, he'll jump, and then you, you time the next shot to hit him when he lands or however it works. I could be wrong, but I think this is another boss that you could just punch to death. Oh, maybe, man. I you just close that gap. Now, he does also give you another piece of that plate. Mm-hmm. So this would be a great time to buy some bullets on your way back into town and go visit the was it the mayor, the, the leader of the town. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> he now has all the plates, so he tells you where the treasure is hidden in the East Cave. So he wants you to go there and get it. Yes, find the hidden treasure. So uh, you go there. You go to the East Cave. Yeah, this and... is a area. Mark another one of those badges is flashing. Yeah, you couldn't enter here before. So and. You know, luckily, this is an overhead level, so it's not very confusing. Yeah, and just for uh, any interested players out there, the Nintendo Power Issue 24 has maps of all the first person and all the most of these levels, but the first I person. I really is wish special. I would have had those maps. <laughs> I didn't even think to look. But this isn't bad. It's it's another one where you start with a left or right choice, and you can go right, but it's all dead ends. So it's if you just take left, then you'll start snaking your way around this cave and these long overhead levels i really like early on was like i'm gonna explore these places yeah but there is no reason no there's nothing really to find you know uh <laughs> maybe a little extra money from guys but yeah it's and, and you start to learn to do this weird shooting where you're basically like slightly off trying to shoot them in the feet or wherever so yes. that they don't hit you but you can hit them they, or they, getting that just perfect angle Mm -hmm. around a rock or boulder yeah in general the the cpu doesn't aim that well on diagonals also so you can squeak by there and at the very end of the cave there's a big treasure chest that has the treasure in it yeah and you know i, I don't know if we've mentioned it but all of these levels when you finish them you do not get your life refilled so <laughs> no which is why the doctor as i said early on is one of the most important places to visit in every town Absolutely. It's your your number one expenditure. I don't know, maybe bullets, but it's up there. You find the mayor and he says, muchas gracias, amigo. He'll be able to live in peace from now on somehow. I was like, I feel like more people would be after them now that the treasure's in their town. But you declare that legendary Spanish gold really does exist. Meanwhile, <laughs> the president has been kidnapped and is in great danger. Yeah, you I, give I, your trademark silver bullet to the old man and journey on. I love that this game you're trying to rescue the president but it's like you stop for any and everything along the way <laughs> like yeah. how, how much time have you do you waste where you're like well i gotta find these plates man sorry prez yeah you'd think that the president would be a little higher up on the priority list than you know but you know what i i really respect the lone ranger he's a man of the people you know and i you know what i feel like it's probably more important to save this like poor immigrant town, find them their treasure. Because I mean, back then, I mean, what is a president? There's be another one. <laughs> well, it's also funny just because the game's like, don't forget about the president. Hurry up, Lone Ranger. And you're like, well, fine. Yeah. Well, that's it for part one of The Lone Ranger. Uh, join us next week while we talk about our general thoughts, feelings, chat about it, and we go through the rest of the levels and give you our final review. So if you haven't picked up a copy of this game, find one any way you can and play along, friends.
That's right, folks. And did you learn to play poker from this game? Or did you learn to play it from any game? If you did, let us know what game. Me and my friend made a very complicated system of candy values that we used to gamble our Easter and Halloween candies away. What are your poker follies? Let us know at cartridgecommand at gmail.com. Uh, I paid for a lot of my um, laundry with poker earnings from games with you back in college. <laughs> oh, I'm not very good at poker, but no one was. And that was the best part for me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, let us know that or any other thoughts you have on the Lone Ranger at large. Yeah. Have you seen uh, that movie? Did you like either version? <laughs> let us know on Facebook at Cartridge Command on the X <laughs> at Cart Command. And uh, we'll get back to you. We promise. Yeah. But of course, we go out of our way to thank those awesome, fine folks that give to us at patreon.com slash cartridge command because it is their support that keeps this show moving along. Without you guys, we would not have uh, the means to pay for any equipment we have, any incidentals, our hosting fees. Sometimes we just need a buck or two when we're between jobs. <laughs> and you know what? You guys make it so we can do this show and have a good time doing it. That's right. More than once, Cartridge Commandos have paid for me to get a double cheeseburger bundle or two at the McDonald's drive-thru. And I thank you. Thank you all. And as a special tease for the future, you also may have paid for a future episode's uh, peripheral. Little known, uh, little fun accessory called the Game Boy Camera. Ooh. So not something you can review through an emulator. So we had to make the purchase on that one. Heck yeah. But... With you guys and your support, we will keep doing the show, uh, yeah. you know, until the end of uh, human time, time, maybe, yeah. or until we run out of games to play. But there's a billion. So don't worry. Well, yeah, you're, you're in good hands. No, thank you all so very, very much. And as always, Cartridge Commandos. Game on. Hi-yo, silver. Away! <laughs> dun, dun. But yeah, so I bought a Game Boy camera. Oh, nice. 